everyone welcome to my show career startup podcast a podcast to spotlight asian leaders and interesting allies that i meet in my life this is your host priyanka komla today i have with me a very special guest who's the co-founder of world footprints a social impact travel media platform that includes the award winning world footprints podcast welcome to my show tanya fitzpatrick oh thank you so much thank you for having me sure tanya is a 3x TEDx speaker. She's also a well sought after international speaker, a lawyer, author, and as well as a delegate to the United Nations Commission on the Status of Women. She's also a former political appointee to the post of Deputy Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights at the U.S. Department of Education. Tanya, we're so privileged and honored to have you on our show. So thank you so much for taking time amidst everything else that you juggle with to be on our show today. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thank you. So Tanya, I see you as someone who inspires people to discover their purpose, to embrace the transformative power of travel and navigate the world as a global citizen. As a five-year-old, I know you wanted to be an explorer. How did your childhood experience shape you into the person whom you are today, who's so accomplished and such a role model for ages to come? Gosh, um, you know, I have to go back to an experience, uh, experiences I had as a five-year-old child. I had an uncle who was living in England and he would come home every summer and I was just so fascinated by his accent, um, by the fact that there was another country outside of my small little city block. And, uh, and I promised myself at that age that I was going to live in London. I was going to move to London one day. And I actually made that happen for myself years later. Um, and when I came back and started, um, went to law school, um, again, because also from my childhood, I was bullied. And so social justice and fairness and equality, those were important values to me back then. And so I went to law school. Um, I also attempted to join the Foreign Service when I moved back from London uh, because I wanted to, I, I loved my lifestyle overseas. And so travel was, you know, has always been part of my DNA. And um, what formed World Footprints was a, um, a trip that my husband, who's also my, my co-host and co-founder, we took to uh, San Francisco, and at that point, I had a very stellar legal career. Um, I was actually the uh, senior legal advisor at Homeland Security and their Office of Civil Rights. And I wasn't happy, however, with the, the trajectory of my legal career. And I knew in my heart and I, in my soul that there was something else I needed to be doing. I just didn't know what. And so on this particular trip, um, Ian, my husband, Ian and I met a, um, two women, uh, two sisters, and I started complaining a little bit about the legal career and, you know, how I, I just knew that there was something else more meaningful out there for me. And one of the sisters who remains our friend to this day uh, was a life coach. 
and she gave my husband a few questions to ask me later that night. And, um, and he did. And one of the questions was, what makes you happy today that made you happy when you were a child? And so I, you know, going back again to my childhood, there were two things that have always made me happy, uh, traveling and horses. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And, and that's something that each one of us have to think about, like what makes you happy. Right. And I think it's a great chance for our listeners to just reflect back on what makes them happy, right? So thank you for that interesting insight. Now, Tanya, I also wanted to ask you about the art of cultural intelligence, you know, that's a topic where you're very seasoned. And I know you're a lifetime learner who's fascinated about different cultures. Now you were talking about your experience traveling to San Francisco with your husband, Ian. Tell us a little bit about how culture has created a huge impact in how you see yourself as a lifelong learner. You know, honestly, Priyanka, uh, I think we are all lifelong learners. Um, the moment I stop learning is, um, God forbid, <laughs> the moment that you um, that I I'm no longer here. Frankly, I mean, I you know, I think we uh, we should all aspire to learn something new um, all the time. With regards to um, you know my interaction with other cultures. What that has shown me are a couple of things. First, how many similarities we all share. We, we have a lot of differences. Those differences should be honored, but we have more similarities than people give ourselves credit for. And, uh, you know, we see that come to uh, light in so many different ways, you know, through from current events, you know, you see a, a group of diverse people coming together to support um, various causes. Um, I interviewed, um, golly, one of my prize interviews was done with Dr. Maya Angelou. And one of the things Maya Angelou said to me is that, you know, we all bleed the same. We, you know, we all feel hunger. We all feel pain. We, we all feel, you know, cold and, and heat. And so again, you know, she touched on the, the similarities that we all um, share. And the other thing that um, I do when at, wherever we travel, wherever we're traveling to, especially uh, countries that uh, are not English speaking countries, I try to immerse myself in the, the local areas, one by um, going where the locals go, uh, you know, I, I my husband and I stay away from touristy things because that's not that's not the art of travel. That's not the art of cultural immersion. Um, and I also learn different um, you know pleasantries in in the different languages. Like please, thank you, hello, goodbye. You know those are easy words to learn, <laughs> and you know and it just opens up so many doors um, to to your local host, and it. Frankly, it puts a, a you know a new face on me as an American, especially an American of color, um, you know, and and it may help um, uh, bust I guess misconceptions that people may have about Americans, but you know just by those simple acts. So what you shared is the transformative power of travel, right? You know, being part of the local culture, be it you know, eating and dining at a restaurant where the locals 
you know, go and visit rather than the so-called touristy places. And connecting with them in your own local language, I think that brings a different uh, kind of a vibe to the places that you visit. Do you have a recent experience that you would like to share regarding, you know, how you really bond with people through their own language? Well, <laughs> most recent experience was actually here in uh, in the States. Ian and I went camping about three weeks ago, and in the tent next to us, there was a family, and the uh, wife was from South Korea. And um, once, you know, I learned she was from South Korea, I only really know one or two words in, in the Korean language. Um, she, she, she did or said something to me, or she offered me something, um, that that called for a thank you, and I said "komsahamida," which is thank you in the Korean language, and she was so excited. She said, "Oh my gosh, you know, people, you know, people love that. If you were to go to to a Korean restaurant, they give you free food, you know, just because I said thank you in in Korean." Um, so that's probably one of my my most uh, recent. Uh, previously, I, I think where. I, I surprised a lot of people was when Ian and I were covering the Olympic and Paralympic Games in Sochi, Russia. Now, I actually happened to live in St. Petersburg for a summer, and I spent the summer with friends who spoke very little English, and so we taught each other uh, Russian and English over vodka and tea. <laughs> and, and so I actually have decent uh, Russian skills. And so when we were in Sochi and uh, we encountered um, you know, a Russian, again, I probably said, you know, good morning in Russian or thank you, or you know, my name is Tonya, you know, I, I can say that. And it shocked a lot of people, again, to see an American woman, particularly a woman of color, um, and there's not a lot of people of color in Sochi, um, but speaking Russian. Um, and that, that, that has happened to us when we, when it, wherever we've traveled, whether it be Brazil or, um, I don't know Gaelic that well, so, um, but, you know, and, and it's just, again, it's opened up doors and, have, uh, and has helped forge relationships with um, people who, had maybe have never met a uh, an American before. That's fabulous to hear, Tanya. And it's really exciting to see how you can actually connect with the locals and make you know good friendships. Um, that's one aspect of it. And the second is getting to know more about the place itself because sometimes you you know reading the book or uh, you know just doing an online search about the place might not give you the actual flavor of what that city or state could actually provide to you as a tourist. So I really enjoyed getting to know local people who will who'll guide and navigate you to what are the best places to check out. So that's been really inspiring to hear from you. Now, tell me about your career transitions. You know, what's fascinating about you is you wear multiple hats, be it as a lawyer, as an author, you know, as a podcast host yourself, as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, how does it all happen and how do you follow your interest and how has that led you to who you are today? You know, I, I've always said you, you are where you're supposed to be. And, um, but I, I have also learned that your passions never leave you. They will follow you. And so 
you know, going from law, and again, prior to law, I was trying to, um, uh, I was trying to stay in England, frankly, <laughs> I stay in Europe. And, uh, and so I, uh, you know, enrolled in the Peace Corps, I got accepted into the Peace Corps. But a situation brought me back to, uh, to the States. And then I went to law school. And so essentially, what I've done is follow the things that I'm, I'm very interested in. Uh, but my passion of travel caught up with me, um, as did, you know, my, my very keen interest in social justice. And, um, and, and, I, and I'm using all of those things now, Priyanka. And, you know, and I think all of our lives, if you look at your life like a, um, a bicycle wheel and all the spokes, you know, those, are, those represent your interests, but the spokes come together and form the hub of your life. And that's where I am right now. You know, even with the travel journalism, we're using that to promote human rights in the travel space and uh, environmental uh, rights and, and wildlife rights. And so, you know, the type of travel that we talk about and, and write on World Footprints is very, very impactful. They, it has all you know, a lot of social um, messages. And again, you know, all of those things from law and politics to the, even the arts. Uh, I'm a huge arts advocate. Having grown up in the theater and, you know, and have done some theater, uh, you know, I promote the arts because I know how the arts have impacted my life as well. And I think it's very uh, important for children to have a very strong education in the arts, uh, you know, in order to open their world up to new possibilities. And that's what the arts have done for me. But again, all of those things, you know, we, we talk about in World Footprints, that's, that's the hub. So how do you connect all these dots? <laughs> you know, I, I heard a, uh, a quote, um, and some people may know this quote uh, from Steve, Steve Jobs, that you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can connect them looking backwards. And, you know, and looking at the years of my life and seeing how everything has connected, has come together again to form this, this hub called World Footprints right now. Um, you know, that, that's how. I mean, I, I had no idea when we started World Footprints. Um, and actually, let me back up. So I'm just going to back up to the trip to San Francisco where I determined, you know, decided that uh, or learned that travel was, was really a passion. We formed a travel agency. And we were doing a lot of media appearances here in Washington, D.C., and that uh, grabbed the attention of a local talk radio station, which is, a, you know, one of the top stations here in the, the city. And, um, and so we went there and, um, and we decided to go digital and the rest is history. Um, the travel agency has, you know, since closed or was closed a long time ago because I realized that I enjoyed the media side of travel more than I did selling plane tickets. Um, so, you know, that's how, um, I mean, that, that's how, I, you know, I transitioned. We were able to transition here. I had no idea when we started this agency that I would be doing media. I had absolutely no idea. I, I thought we'd, we would just make an incredible living um, selling travel. 
because you know the time that I put in for our clients and, and hearing their stories coming back and how they were transformed, you know that meant something to me, and it, and it was very meaningful. I knew that I was doing something to enhance their lives. Um, but again, we you know we've closed it because I think we have a broader audience uh, and and we're making a bigger impact in the media space. So that's how World Footprints came into existence. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the core mission of World Footprints. World Footprints is, we are a social impact uh, travel media organization. And so um, throughout our website, throughout our, our podcast, you know, we have stories about human rights. And um, one of our, our biggest platforms or um, uh, pet projects, I guess, is um, human trafficking. And there's people would be surprised to learn um, what they can do um, in 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 the travel space with regard to human trafficking. And, and you know, it's not a call to action. Legally, we can't say you stop that person. You know, you stop that person if you think they're they're trafficking. Um, you know, we don't ask people to do that. We do ask people to be aware of their surroundings and, you know, to report something that they, they um, think might be odd. And I don't know if you remember, but about four, maybe five years ago here, um, or Philadelphia, here in our region, the mid, mid Atlantic, there was an incident, um, a young boy who uh, was saved from a trafficking incident because a flight attendant um, noticed some strange interactions with this young boy and the man who he was traveling with. And she had an occasion to ask the, the little boy, oh, you know, they were on their way to South, South Carolina, I believe. And she asked the little boy, you know, are, are you going to visit family in South Carolina? And the little boy said, I, I thought we were going to Disneyland. So this man, it had taken a six-year-old boy um, on a promise to take him to Disneyland. Um, but when in fact they were going to South Carolina and so the flight attendant reported um, this, this man and when they landed in, um, in South Carolina, he was arrested. And it's because she was aware of some of the signs, you know, to look, look for and uh, reported him. So those are the types of things that, that we do. Um, that we talk about. We also, you know, focus on uh, the environment. Uh, you know, we, uh, we are experiencing climate change. That is a real thing. Um, but, you know, people are tearing up important um, mangrove forests for development purposes. And the uh, mangrove trees are very important to our ecosystem. Um, we've seen, you know, with this mandatory pause that we're in right now with COVID-19, we've seen how the world has reset, and that's because people are not out destroying our planet, um, you know, and so, um, and we've spoken a lot about, about that, and, and, and I'm terrified to think what will happen, you know, I'm hoping that people will uh, appreciate what the planet has had to go through in order to bring back the crystal blue waters and wildlife. Um, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm praying uh, that you know we'll continue along this this vein or allow the planet to continue along this vein. That's um, what you do, Tanya, because the work that you do is more about how do you create social impact 
through travel journalism. And that is through awareness, is, it's through uh, you know, reflection on you know, what the planet has offered us so far. And I think a global pandemic like COVID or any of these crises that we are handling helps us to take a step back and think about what are we contributing as citizens right. to society and to the globe as well in terms of protecting the very environment that is nurturing us. Right. And, you know, one of the things that we, we also do a lot uh, through World Footprints is talk about the transformations that occur when you travel. You know, not only do you experience personal transformation, um, sometimes you experience professional tra uh, transformation because you, if you're challenged with, in a, with a situation um, and you come on top, out on top of that situation, that helps build courage to take the next step. And so sometimes people just need that little edge if they want to ask for a raise or they want to, you know, change professions. Sometimes you just need that little victory to give you the motivation um, to, to move forward. And traveling does that. It's it done that for me. Um, but I think the most important transformation that comes out of traveling is the change in misperceptions that we have about other cultures. And I think, you know, I did a, one of my TEDx talks on um, travel as an antidote to divisiveness. And I'll call it what it is, it's racism. Um, you know, it's unconscious bias and we all have it. Travel checks us, you know. Um, I. I can share a story of when I got checked about an unconscious bias I had um, and how I learned from that. And, and I, you know, and I, I've interviewed people who have also been transformed by, uh, by travel. Um, one of my most powerful interviews was with a jazz artist who, I think she's in North Carolina, but she is, um, she's quite well known in the jazz scene, but years ago when she reemerged and, and returned to her love of music, her um, manager booked her on a trip uh, to Germany. So he had tours scheduled for her in Germany and she didn't want to go. She's an African-American woman and um, I think she's in her late 60s or so now. So she grew up during, uh, her, uh, her parents came from the World War II era. So she grew up with the understanding that all Germans were racist and they would not appreciate her music or her and she'd be haggled. Um, so she ended up going to Germany. Uh, she wasn't happy about it. But when she got there, she, she told me, you know, she was so ashamed one, because she painted this culture with a broad brush. And she said, you know, as an African-American woman who has been subjected to racism, I was ashamed to know that I did the same to this other culture. And she said, you know, the German people embraced her. They embraced her music. And Priyanka, to this day, she calls Germany her second home. And in fact, I think she owns a home in Germany. So travel did that for her. That's amazing. And it helps us break a lot of barriers. And as you mentioned, a lot of misconceptions that we have within ourselves about people and the different cultures. So thank you for sharing those wonderful stories that make it more engaging and gives us like real uh, situations that help us understand certain contexts much better. Now tell me about your podcast. I know you've had uh, 300 plus 
guests on the World Footprints Award-winning podcast. And you've interviewed the who, who, uh, you know, you've interviewed the top celebrities, including the late Dr. Maya Angelou, David Rockefeller, Robert Kennedy Jr. A lot of thought leaders, a lot of authors, people from different walks of lives who are really inspiring. Now tell me, what is one thing in common that you felt about all these different celebrities that you could share with our listeners today? That they, um, they believe in the power of travel and they believe in our responsibility to um, connect and sustain humanity through relationships, through connections, and also sustain this planet through responsible actions. Sustainable living is key, and I'm so glad you're bringing all these different leaders into the spotlight who could share messages that really resonate with today's generation and the generations to come as well. So Tanya, you're also a 3 aesthetic speaker. Now, as we all know, public speaking is like the number one fear that people have that even precedes the fear of death. And as a Toastmaster myself, you know, I've, I've learned through the process, you know, how you can't kill the fear of public speaking. What do you say to yourself when you're ready to get on stage? Do you ever face the fear of failure or what if things could go wrong before you get onto a stage? Um, I don't necessarily uh, face a fear of failure. Um, and I don't really talk to myself because a lot of times the mic is live you know, before you go on. So I don't talk to myself. Uh, but what I do do is uh, I, I shake it off. Like I'll do this, you know, with my hands and my legs. Um, I, I mean, I, I must look crazy because I'm, you know, doing all this in the back uh, behind the curtain. And, uh, and I do a, the power pose. I'll stand with my hands on my hips for, you know. The superwoman pose, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, it works. You know, some people say, well, it doesn't work for me, but for me, it works. And the one thing that, that I always, always do that is incredibly helpful is I uh, go on the stage well before, before the audience comes in, you know, if I can go the night before, early that day, and I'll walk the stage because then I can start visualizing myself on that stage giving a rocking talk. Uh, but yeah, so those, those are the things that I do. And I will also look in, in the mirror before I go to the uh, venue and just tell myself, Tanya, you got this, you can do this. And I also, you know, I, I quote a, um, one of my favorite scriptures, and I, I think it's a scripture that helped me pass the bar exam finally, uh, but it's Philippians 3.14, I can do all things through Christ. So I will remind myself, I can do this through Christ. And, uh, and so that's, that's what sets me up. You're such a rock star, Tanya, and thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you. Know, you. The, um, you know, the success strategies that have helped you be a great role model for a lot of us here. So what's next for Tanya? Uh, a book. And um, that's, uh, that's in the uh, process right now. And it should be here by the end of the year, if not before. Can you give us and a about what is it about? It'll be pretty much about what I, I talk on, the, you know, the transformative power of travel, uh, a little bit prescriptive, a little bit um, 
personal stories and um, yeah, and I, I'd say if you know, eat, pray, love, and um, one day my soul just opened up and uh, chicken soup for the traveler's soul. If they were to have a baby, it would be the birth of my book. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to look at things. <laughs> I don't know how, to, how else to describe it. Uh, but yeah, so but the other thing book. that I, sorry? You're so excited for your upcoming book. Oh, thank you. I, I can't wait to get it out because there's so many more stories that I want to share, so many more books that I want to share. And I think, you know, I've been struggling between um, sharing powerful stories that can help people uh, transition their own life and you know the the books and the the, the travel stories. I'm like, oh, I, uh, so I was I was um, confusing myself a lot. <laughs> you know, trying to trying to merge two thoughts into one book, uh, and now I'm just sticking with you know the the one book. But there are more books to come, and hopefully there's there there's some films. So I'm very much involved with the women in film and video group here, and uh, there are some some film stories that uh, I'm really anxious to get out too. It's so exciting to hear what's coming up next. So for all our listeners who've been waiting so uh, patiently and engaging with us, we have a free gift for our audience. Thanks to Tanya. It's a photo ebook. I'm going to let Tanya give out the secret what the photo book is about. It's called Island Hopping and it is a, a photo book of about 25, 26 or so photos of the different islands that we've visited from Mackinac Island in Michigan to Iceland, uh, to Ireland, to certainly many of the Caribbean islands, uh, some of the West India islands. Uh, but there's, there are little uh, bits of history attached to some of those, um, those uh, photos. And they're not just, you know, they're not the pretty sunset or the pretty sunrise, they're more um, profile photos of the island and um, residents on the islands. Thanks, Tanya, for giving away this special e-gift to us. And for our listeners, sign up at our email address and we'll make sure you get that e-book. And we'll have our email address as part of the description for the podcast episode notes. Now, Tanya, we have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready? <laughs> okay, bring it on. What do you do to relax when you're not traveling? Ah, uh, um... <laughs> Well, I will sip a cup of chamomile tea. I meditate. Um, I do yoga. And uh, I, I love the outdoors. I'm an outdoors person. So obviously the time that we're in right now is killing me. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go for a nice long walk and, uh, and try to connect with people uh, around the world on Zoom. That's the norm today, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's your dream vacation place? You're asking a travel journalist, right? <laughs> <laughs> you need to pick one for us. Oh, you know, I, I used to say um, the Galapagos Island. I really want to visit the Galapagos Island until we interviewed a scientist who's on the island and she told me that there's, uh, they're over overpopulated with rats and I don't do rodents, so <laughs> I still want to go, but um, I, I'm very keen on Nepal. I really want to, to visit Nepal. Well, we hope Nepal. your dream mm -hmm. vacation place happens soon. Yes. I know you are, as we mentioned, I know you are a uh, you know, person who believes in humanity a lot. And this is through your experience as 
a travel journalist as well. How do you define humanity? I, I define it with a, a word that um, World Footprints was, was built on. Uh, it's a Zulu word, um, Ubuntu is the word. Uh, Ubuntu and it essentially means I am because we are and to me that describes humanity you know I am because you are Priya you are because I am we are all responsible uh, for each other it's our obligation to serve um, our, our fellow man or wo and woman um, you know and and so for me humanity just encapsulates who we are Who's your role model? Wow. Um, I would say actually my grandmother. Uh, I, I mean, I have a couple. Uh, Oprah's, you know, an obvious one. But my, my grandmother, uh, she, she's still with us. Yeah, she's 96. And she is probably one of the strongest women I, I know. Uh, she grew up in an era uh, where, uh, you know, obviously the civil rights era she she lived through um and everything that happened before before that um and she raised eight children seven of whom are boys um pretty much by herself because my my grandfather was a baseball player and so he wasn't home a lot and uh and she also raised them in the uh, the capital of the the kkk in michigan so it took a really strong woman to keep the family together uh, as, as she as she did and um, and, and safe for all these years and, and everybody you know the the collected family is still together so I'd say my grandmother I, I have I think I have a lot of her spirit and her orneriness. Well, we can see that coming to light in our podcast as well. <laughs> One final question to you, Tanya. What is your native language and how would you describe yourself in one word in your native language? Empath. English is my native language. Uh, I'm an empath. Uh, I, um, I, I, feel, I, I feel very deeply for other people, for um, other living beings and um, and it's actually probably a reason why I never went into practicing family law because I would carry those burdens. And, and I have before, in fact, one of my earlier legal careers when I was doing public interest law, my boss chided me and he said, you know, Tanya, you are not a social worker, you're a lawyer. Um, but I, I always had that social worker, you know, I want to help people. Um, but I, I care very deeply uh, about our fellow human beings and our fellow living beings, animals. So that would describe me, I think, to a T. Thank you, Tanya. And thank you for being such a wonderful guest on our show. To our listeners out there, that was Tanya Fitzpatrick. Tanya, you know, the key takeaways that I see from our uh, show today is one, as a lifetime learner, you know, how fascinated you feel about culture and what are some of the uh, learnings that you've taken uh, through meeting different people. So that's what we call it, the art of cultural intelligence. And two is the transformative power of travel, you know, the social impact that travel uh, could make. And especially your anecdotes about the personal and the professional growth that travel has brought to you. And three about 
the wonderful career transitions that you've had so seamlessly and the advice that you've shared with our listeners on how you could successfully ace them. And the biggest thing of all is what I feel is how do you continue to feel inspired and pursuing your passions uh, without any kind of fear and just forging ahead with boldness and courage. So thank you for all those wonderful insights. Would you like to share any parting thoughts with our listeners? Well, uh, I'll tell you that um, first the the transitions weren't all that uh, seamless. Uh, Priyanka, there were times when I <laughs> found myself on the floor just sobbing um, out of frustration. And, and uh, so, but I think for me, I've always, um, you know, I, I have had uh, a little bit of, um, I'm not afraid of fear. You know, I'm not afraid of trying new things. Um, and I think for me, I just never gave myself a choice. You know, I either do it like moving to London. I only, I moved with $300 in my pocket, uh, but I knew I was going to be okay. And so to me, it, my growth has come from listening to my voice. Um, I think we all discount that inner voice and in uh, the imposter on the other hand. And so um, my, my movement has come from listening to my voice and shutting my imposter down. And that's why I would advise Thank anybody you. else, just be true to yourself. Thank you, Tanya. So that was Tanya Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much for joining Career Up Startup Podcast. This is your host, Priyanka Komla. Until another episode with another interesting and inspiring guest, let's sign up for today and please continue to subscribe to stay tuned to our upcoming episodes. Thank you.